0: Hello! Welcome to 9.8 Nearly Mint Show, where me and my brother, who collect comic books, talk about comic books. We are talking Venom today. Last week was Spider-Man, as along with uh, some No Way Home talk, um, which we may get into a, a theory I came up with today later, but we're taking strictly staying with Venom. My brother has a lot of the older issues. Uh, I have some of the True Believer prints. Um... I'm more. Co- of this cover. It that's pretty cool. I have um, all of the more recent stuff. So we'll pretty much, yeah. I liked that cover. I didn't get it though. Um. Uh, all right. <clears throat> so what I wanted to talk about is, uh, first of all. A lot of people, Venom's getting popular because of his two movies, right? And I wanted to talk about some very distinct differences between the movie Venom and the books, because if people come from the movie and they jump into his books, they might be a little shell-shocked because it is a little different than the movies, but they will also be a little at home depending on what you pick up from the movies, right? Yeah, it's the same problem that Spider-Man has. I, th- I already know what we're going to talk about next episode. I already know. But we'll get into that later. Um, so, if you saw Venom and Venom Let There Be Connage, the first two movies, the one thing that you can take from those and directly apply to the comic books and still be, you know, on board, on point, is specifically Eddie and Venom, Right. That is the thing those movies have done the absolute best at. Then that is the prime focus of his books, too. Eddie is an underdog. Venom is an underdog. They are just both they come from both places within their respective environments where they are the bottom feeders, right? They're, the, they're just people that have down on their luck or symbiote down on their luck and they're just at the bottom of the rung, you know? Um, we all know Venom's origin story he gets the symbiote from peter when he sheds it at the clock tower and they were big enemies and the symbiote didn't already didn't like peter because peter rejected him and then eddie didn't like peter because he blames peter for losing his job and his life going down the toilet essentially that's pretty basically it yeah basically nailed it yeah um i guess we should start off with um Talking about Eddie, as in, he's been a venom for a long, or and he's been a villain for a long time. Yeah, long
1: time. Absolutely straight
0: um, antagonist for when was his first appearance? What year was that? I always mix up. Oh, it was issue. Well, that '80s. his first technical appearance was 298, and I think that was the 80s. His first full appearance was 300 mm-hmm. when Eddie Brock found Peter Parker's house and tried to attack Mary Jane. Um, I think that's the 80s, pretty sure. Yeah. Okay. And um, So he's yeah, he, been a villain for almost roughly, I would say, 20 to 25 years. And then he got yeah, moved. I mean, he shifted movie, away what? to, like, anti-hero around when he came back after flash had the symbiote
1: somewhere well, that, around there right and
0: he he had a he had a brit a brief stint as a hero with the lethal protector limited series yeah um i don't remember when that came out maybe late 80s early 90s but he kind of went back to being a venom yeah um, i was gonna say that um, didn't last very long the last time no, they, it, but yeah, um it series so I would say if you're coming into Venom, I would try your best Mm -hmm. to at least start reading him when Absolute Carnage starts, at least. Or if you can find... The problem is is when movies come out, the books get expensive. So right now, Venom (laughs) and (laughs) Spider-Man books and even Shang-Chi books have gone up. They're all expensive right now. Um, It's just the way it is. Like the newest one, Venom Number One. That's a six dollar book. That's pretty expensive for new comics. Yeah, and it's probably if you didn't get it, it's probably ten dollars. If you didn't get it at your uh, local shop and they ran out, it's probably gone up already. I guarantee it. I haven't looked yet. Um, but you want to go back to Absolute Carnage, um, at least now if you want some really cool just Venom stuff. I would even try to start like when the latest legacy run started back up again, like two. I don't remember what it was right before poison started, man. When sleeper oh. was born 200 was the last book of cases run. Yeah. So I it's like, it's in the one fifties for legacy numbers, I guess. I don't know. Just, I'm sure if you, You can do plenty of Google searches if you want to really figure out what I'm talking about. The Poison Saga. It bleeds into X-Men Blue, which is weird. It crosses in and out of X-Men. But if you want to see a bunch of random heroes with Venom symbiotes for like 20 issues, you need to read Poison. Because let me tell you, seeing Thanos with a Venom symbiote is probably one of the coolest things you'll ever see. Granted, it's a poisoned Venom symbiote, but... Um, and then, like, my other favorite one was Wolverine with a Venom symbiote. That was cool. Yeah. Uh, of course, there's a, you know, Peter's there. He looks normal. Black suit, whatever, but... Um, go back to that. And also read when Sleeper was born. I cannot get over how happy I am to see Sleeper... In the first... Uh, this, the new ongoing already. I am very excited to see Sleeper there. I don't know... He was very minimal in that book. Like the beginning and that was it. Yeah. Uh, I, I really think they are... They need to push Sleeper more. I right. would even like... I would love to know what he was, he was up to before he came back to help Dylan. Anyways. Um... If you don't if you go to absolute carnage this is gonna be the best place for you to start um, probably the least expensive because you're not trying to go all the way back to the beginning. Um, if you can get into absolute carnage it's a cult is bringing back Carn- uh, Cletus Cassidy and the carnage symbiote. They're reviving them from the dead there's hints of some God that is helping them um, they go around. There's some like really l- obscure characters they tried to bring back, like the werewolf guy and I always forget their names, but they all had symbiotes at one point and they tried to do something with them, but they end up getting their spine dripped out when carnage does come back. He goes on the hunt for uh, codexes, which is embedded in people who've had symbiotes. Um, and he feeds off of them and gets stronger or whatever. Um, that's probably the best place to start. I do not recommend starting in King and Black. Yeah, King and Black was a very big character-defining series for Venom. Like it yeah. was a, it was a good series to sort to sort of show everyone that Venom's going to be a key character in the Marvel universe moving forward, which is a big deal because, like we talked about before, Absolute Carnage, and Venom Inc. Venom was mostly a Spider-Man villain. He kind of just was. But lately, especially with the movies, I think the movies are almost chiefly responsible for this. He's shifting more into a hero role. And at first I was a little bitter about it because you can't beat a fight between Venom and Spider-Man. All the fights that they've had in the past, especially in the 300s range with Venom Island and Peter faking his death and leaving Venom Mm -hmm. on the island and stuff. And all, all those great fights, you know, they're awesome to see. And it just sucks. I'm not going to see that anymore. But but Venom's kind of winning me over as his own guy. And, and especially a guy moving forward for the Marvel Universe being, a, being kind of a centerpiece, especially now as uh, the King in Black and controlling all the symbiotes. And I'm actually, I am actually actually like the fact that they took Carnage from Spider-Man's Road Gallery, too, and have, and have him kind of follow Venom. I kind of like that because we both agree that Spider-Man's Rose Gallery doesn't really need him as iconic as, as his Rose Gallery is. He really doesn't need both of them. And you can probably do more things with them out off as their own thing. So I kind of I used to be bitter about it because I kind of missed those days where Brock was a worker for the Daily Globe and he reported on a story and Peter Parker ended up reporting the truth on the story because he was there, he was Spider-Man and that costed Brock his job. And it just, it was cool to see all that hatred build up, but it was also cool to see them bury the hatchet in King of Black. So
1: that's, that's
0: great. That's another big point I wanted to talk about. Like um, one of the best, like King of Black is a huge character defining moment. As you said, you get through absolute carnage and that leads right into King of Black. Eddie is going through a lot of issues having the symbiote at the end of Absolute Carnage. Um, He's questioning whether it's worth it to have it Uh, during the War of the Realms, the Thor event that bled into Venom's thing. You really see um, him question whether he should have it or not because he's a dad. He discovers he's a dad. That's the biggest thing in Venom's latest run. Um, He has a son named Dylan. And apparently, you know, due to having the symbiote and, you know, creating a child that Dylan has abilities that are symbiote related. He can control them and destroy them sort of. Um, I, uh, and they don't really, I don't know if they'll bring Dylan into the movies. I doubt it. Um, I don't really see any room for it yet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but the biggest thing like what i knew that venom venom is marvel does this great thing they have a great checks and balances system right when they have a big event some character has ascended boom they're at the pinnacle they're they are the most powerful character at this time and then somebody else has an event and that character shows up and they're like whoa man you can't handle this x y and z thing like for example you know thor's war of the realms or whatever Thor got super powerful in that. And then boom, you know, King of Black came and he couldn't do anything to Null. Null shows up, rips the sentry in half like he's a damp piece of toilet paper. He just <laughs> right. destroys the sentry. And the sentry's like Superman, pretty much for Marvel. You go Hyperion. He, yeah. And like he just it's it's amazing. But um It's King of Black is amazing, right? And we are obviously there's a lot of spoilers we're talking about here. I'll put some, I'll edit some spoiler tag up there. Um, but Venom right now is the pinnacle of all the heroes at the moment, like he's the King of Black. And the greatest thing that they did in Let There Be Connors, which is is another spoiler, um, it's it's an after credit spoiler for let there be carnage. Let me put it that. Specifically, if you haven't seen the after credit thing, I'm about to spoil it. Um, I'm really happy because King and Black ended with this whole, all the stuff dealing with the symbiote hive. The hive. That's what they pounded into us with King and Black and Absolute Carnage. Right? All the symbiote's minds are telepathically linked to this hive. Right? And King, that's how the King, King and Black null controls them. Right? He just... All over the place. He can control them from anywhere in the galaxy because they're connected to this hive that he created. In the end credit scene for Let There Be Carnage, everybody's all hyped because he sees Tom Holland, which is great. I already talked about how hyped I was for that. More, I'm more specifically, I'm focused on Venom talks about the hive. Yeah, that is that is some big. That that's a big little nugget, you know, because that like is, we talked about with King and Black, the, the hive is a big deal. Yeah, and once you get control of the hive, you control them all, you know, so it is a huge deal, especially when we do got to talk about the fact that toxin was also teased at the end of that movie. So if toxin's going to show up and the hives involved, right. You can maybe see some, some sort of massive team up between the two, especially because yeah. if there's a hive, there's someone in charge of the hive and it's not venom right now. So could it no. be null this early? That's so what I'm saying. Did Marvel just make null no MCU canon or at least Sony extended universe canon? Right. Yeah, I'm starting to think that Holland goes to the Sony universe instead of the other way around, because to your point, there is no reference of Tony Stark, Stark powers. There's no reference of Thanos either. It's just Spider-Man on the news. So yeah, it makes sense. And honestly, I prefer that because maybe we can see Holland grow into Spider-Man, like we talked about in the last videos, into Spider-Man that I want to see from the books. Mm-hmm. And I think you can do that in the Sony-verse. And I would love to see Venom and Spider-Man fight again, because it's been so long. Since We're going to see it in the movies, because the movies are not anywhere. They haven't, there hasn't been a movie that's resolved anything when the symbiotes come, right? Because Spider-Man 3, like, he kills off Venom, right? But and then we we didn't get a fourth movie for from Maguire, right? So like there hasn't it's always been the end as of right now like Venom shows up they fight that movie's over and then we don't get anything else afterwards yeah right so like uh, there's a lot of room for growth we're gonna see them butt heads again at what point it's it's not a matter of if it's when they're gonna it's gonna happen and That's- what I think is great about the Venom character is he's relatively relatively I should say relatively new to the big scene of Marvel. And the reason why I say That's that true. is he doesn't have an in-depth history like Batman or Superman or Spider-Man. or 40 Spider-Man. years only, roughly. Yeah. He, he's kind of young, and he hasn't really had much happen in his history. King in Black was the pinnacle, like you said, of his journey as a character. I would say so, even like pinnacle of some Marvel stories. Like I think King in Black was, because- I think, just as good as like, Secret Invasion and Civil War and all of them. Like, King and Black is fantastic. I would, I would agree with that because it was meant to solidify Venom as important going forward. And it did great with that. And I, I've had some people complain, oh, well, Spider-Man wasn't a big part of the event. It's okay, not a Spidey fine. event. Fine. It's not a Spider-Man event. You know I mean? Fine. I mean, I, I'm just glad he was in it. You know, Look, because he deserves to be in the it. The most but- important thing for Peter Parker King in King and black happened the most important yeah, buried the hatchet. Eddie and Peter buried the hatchet. It's over. Like they're done. It's it's, they're not going to fight anymore. Like they're friends. They, they talk, they, you know, it'd be at the end of King and black, they talk. Um, um, actually they were kind of, they were kind of friends before King and black. Um, when well, Green yeah. Goblin got carnage and became Red Goblin, Spider-Man called all of his friends to help protect the people that he loved, and he told Eddie to go protect Mary Jane. If that tells you how much he trusts Venom, that's serious because Mary Jane is the important person of his life now. And yeah. May kind of took it took a back seat when Mary Jane showed up, you know, cuz and when Venom went to go protect her, Spider-Man went off to fight the Red Goblin, so it was that was a big thing for Peter to do was to take venom who was a villain at first to trust him enough with his wife, (laughs) the mother of his kids, you know, when he went and fought the red goblin. So it's just amazing to see venom. While he doesn't have a really long history, he has an impactful history because he started off as a villain and kind of just stayed there, stayed afloat really. And then he just showed up in things. And that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he showed up in things. He had he had a little bit of a role in Dark Reign. And after that, he kind of just, like you said, just kind of showed up here and there with Venom Inc. and whatever. But mm-hmm. now he's kind of grown into his own thing, and it's, he's hot right now. And it's, it's such a good time for Venom to kind of take more of a center role in the Marvel Universe because Marvel's running out. They're A-listers. After their A-listers, they did not really have anybody else. I mean, after Marvel's Trinity and Spider-Man, they really don't have any other heroes that are that, that are going to sell books aside from Venom. And it's just it's it King and Black was great because it lifted him to new heights. You know, it, it it was sort of burying the past of him as a villain and dealing with Spider-Man. And it while it's a key part of this past, it doesn't it doesn't have to be a well we keep going back to. You
1: They're know, pushing you forward.
0: Him, Right, yeah, this definitely. is what I wish DC would do with Joker. Right, I, I'm, I'm not gonna. We're talking Venom. I just, I'm. I, it's nice to see characters progress, even though like they keep the you know ongoings restart or whatever. Marvel's characters keep progressing. They build on things. They don't just like, well, we're going back to number one. Um, just wipe their memory, start over. <laughs> I'm just like. That's, that's, that sucks for people that have been collecting forever. Like yeah. the, the happiest thing that as a new, newer collector, right. I started with venom. Like that was my first book. I walked in. I was like, Hey, I'm one. I'm starting venom. I heard he's got a number one coming out or the, the legacy starting again. It's essentially a number one, but um, I, I want to start venom. And then luckily they had one and that's how it started for me the biggest thing for me was when King and black ended and I heard there was a new writers coming on board that they were building off King and black. They were keep, they're going to keep going. Like, it's not like it's, I just, I was, I was so happy to see that, to see how Eddie handles being at the pinnacle of Marvel at the moment. He'll get knocked down. It's going to happen. That's what it's Marvel's checks and balances, right? right? They'll still be powerful, some other cosmic entity, whatever the bad guy is, will stay stay above him, and something's going to happen to that guy. That's just what happens in Marvel. And and but one thing I appreciate about Marvel more than DC is they build off canon, like they, they create a history of a character, and they just keep going with it. Like you said, they don't do any mind wipes, or even if they, even if they do retcons, it's not usually far reaching. Like they retconned Spider-Man with Brand New Day because it kind of had to happen. They kind of wrote Spider-Man into a hole in the Civil War, with the Civil War. Right. So sometimes retcons have to happen. But to your point, with Venom, they didn't mind wipe him after King and Black because King and Black is just too big to not build off of. You know, I mean, it, it, it was, it was defining. Yeah, I haven't read many other characters that were involved with King and Black. But if you read king and black like if you get all the tie-ins you read every freaking issue right there's some amazing moments you realize the marauders kingpin hires them like taskmaster um i never can't remember their names i just know taskmaster's in it and kingpin hires them kingpin hires them to get the two pieces of the century to wire them together to make a bomb to blow up null Mm. It is the funniest three or four books in King and Black I have ever read. It is so <laughs> freaking funny. I love it. I don't know if it's meant to be funny, but I thought it was hilarious. Right. I, I, while we're talking King and Black, right, my favorite books besides Venom's core books, right, were The Marauders. So funny. So great. Loved every minute of it. The worst, I didn't, I hated anything involving Namor. My God, were those boring. <laughs> namor (laughs) i could not i had it took everything i had to read namor's run now namor namor is just all he does is complain and get angry on the relationship between him and earth and he really doesn't do anything to help it he just every once in a while he attacks earth the adventure smack him in the face and he goes back to the ocean at this point Marvel just loves destroying Atlantis. You know how many times, <laughs> I, I'm sure there are times that I don't even know about that Atlantis gets like blown up or something. Like, I don't know what I read recently, but they read how Atlantis fell. And then in King of Black, they just like, you know what? F that place. And it got destroyed again. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just saying, like, it's. I had a hard time reading Namor. Gwinnem versus Carnage was very good. Okay, I know it's really annoying what they keep doing with Gwen. Like they keep bringing her in, taking her out, bringing her in, taking her out, alternate version, sucking her through a portal, bringing her out through portals. It's just like, dude, they're doing a Gweniverse. Did you see that? I, I saw. I saw. I saw the covers. Why? It's literally Gwen versions of every. No one asked for that. It sells. It sells. There is no way it sells. Literally, no one I know that reads books asked for that. No one. I have no interest in Gwynna or Gwen I, at all. I don't either. I don't either. I'm just not a fan of most alternate reality her, characters. Her Ghost Spider stuff is pretty neat. I got to see her as Ghost Spider in King and Black. That was pretty cool. Why? I don't know what more they needed to do. I guess it's not enough. I don't know. Just to, Okay, just to put it into perspective, I'll grab some of my King and Black books. I think this is some of them. This is one stack. Okay. All right. So, this is part of it. This is part of it. See, you can tell because it all has that red line yeah. right, th- right there. Yeah. Yeah, Alan, look. Yeah, see, all, all I got is the main run and Spider-Man's run because Spider-Man's the main guy I follow. Uh, he, he's the more of the Venom dude. So, So okay. We're gonna, we'll talk King and Black. It's big. Hold on. We'll formally call this section the King and Black section. I gotta get all my books out out of the way. Luckily, King and Black's right here, so it's easy for me to just grab. It's definitely it's definitely the hottest book in Venom's uh, short history. You know, because like we talked about, he starts off as a villain. He kind of stayed a villain for years. If you want to exclude the limited Lethal Protector run, he was a villain really, until Venom Inc. Really. Yeah. I don't um, think this is all of it. I think there's maybe smaller stats. Yeah, so Venom is just now becoming a good guy. So it's really a good time to jump onto the character because oh, he spent yes. most of his life before this as a villain. So his history, his legacy, is really just now starting, honestly.
1: Because up, yeah, yeah, up, up
0: until this point, he just been Yeah, up until this point, right around two years ago up until then he was just a spider-man villain nothing more but now he's starting to get his supporting cast he's starting to get his own allies and enemies so i'd like to see him get a new love interest because like i wanted to talk about this past issue number one that just came out a few weeks ago um told us that the mother is dead so i'd kind of like to see eddie with a new love interest i mean it, it would help him develop as a character i feel like and i'm also really excited that king and black kind of also ushered in this era of the symbiotes meaning that the symbiotes are kind of becoming their own thing kind of like the x-men the x-men are kind of their own thing and they they dabble in marvel but not they're not like a mainstream team in marvel but they dabble that's yeah. why I'm hoping that the symbiotes are kind of the same thing, but a little bit more involved with Marvel than the X-Men are. But yeah, the symbiotes are like off in their own little corner now with Carnage and all the, all those other ones, Toxin, Poison, uh, Maniac, you know, all, all these other ones, they're all going to their own little thing to create their own storylines, their own history, their own canon. And I love that Marvel's doing that because – Marvel is getting kind of crowded. And it's 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 a good thing to do to take all the symbiotes and kind of give them their own thing like the X-Men do. So it like I said, it's a good time to jump on Venom right now because he's just his legacy is just starting. Like his character development is just starting. His his growth ability he, is just starting. He's breaking I mean, out of his shell. Really think about it, right? Like he's on legacy two oh one. But really, 140 of those issues were him as a villain, really. Yeah. 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 Like, all right, so. Or at least 100. At least 100 of them. I mean, like I said, he, his stunt as a good guy is just now starting. And his character is developing past just another Spider-Man villain, which I love that. You know, so. All right. So and this, new, this would, new issue really did a good job. Oh, yeah. I So I would dig out Absolute Carnage. But this back room is a disaster and my boxes are neatly stacked and it would take me a while. I should have prepped and grabbed it. I, I do have you. that's been a mink. I do have all of absolute carnage and the tie-ins as well. Like I got the main run, like I said, I don't do I don't do tie-ins unless it ties in unless Spider Man's heavily involved. Yeah. I really don't bother. But I do have the main run and I have Spider Man's run through it. Yeah. Which Mary Jane's a big part of this also, which I really appreciate yeah so th- what we talk about with tie-ins right is i think it's something we left off our new to comics episode right so there's if there's events usually it'll like there's a main line right that runs so you'll have like carn- absolute carnage one through five one two three four five right but then you, it's a venom event right so you'll have venom like 30 and then it'll be absolute carnage number one and then venom 31 and then absolute carnage like this so that's how you follow venom's part but then Spider-Man might be involved, so now you're, and then it just keeps going, right? Um, usually, um, usually Marvel is good about having a checklist. Yes, in these big event books that have all the tie-ins. Let me see if it's in the first issue here. Uh, it should? should be. It should be at the end here. Let's see. Yeah, um, yeah, right here. Absolute Carnage checklist. Yep. It's right really here. Good. It's a read order, too. You should read it in that order as well. Yep. It spits out. I'm not sure if the picture is clear. But it spits out all of them right there. Yeah. And Marvel does that with all their events. DC does so it as well. They put it in the back as well. Um, so we're talking King and Black still. Uh, as I said, Namor's involved. Um, they brought back the Black Knight. I love Black Knight. That's another that's another run I have of King and Black is Black Knight, because again, I like Black Knight before he was cool. I think that should be a t-shirt. So I I I like Daredevil, right? And I got into Daredevil through King and Black. But I don't really understand why they put him in King and Black, like why they tied him in, because it was very minimal. Yeah, he didn't really do much. He really didn't do much. Like even what even the stuff that happens to him was minimal. Like they just the symbiote show up and destroy the prison, and that's about the biggest thing that helps him. Yeah, basically. Yeah, I mean Daredevil um, didn't do much. I think it's because they well, knew that Daredevil was a big character at the time, and they wanted to do more with him. But they're getting—he's getting his own event now, Devil's Reign, which is going to be good. So mm-hmm. that's really all he needed. I but, have that uh, Ladies and gents, is Noel that he's that we're talking about? Yeah. That this is null. black before Venom took him out. That this is Null. Mm-hmm. um, Black Cat's run was in there. It's her, uh, her, it's again another one like Daredevil. Like she had to be involved because she's had a symbi- symbiote. I was wrong, it's not Marauders that I was talking about. I'll get to it in a minute. Um, Deadpool's tie in is very minimal as well. I got De- Deadpool's run in the Savage Avengers. It's minimal as well. Uh, Vulcan and Hulkling. I had a hard time reading that, uh, not because of anything to do with the characters. I just I couldn't get into it. Ghost Rider. If you read King and Black, you have to get co- Ghost Rider. There's some really interesting stuff that happens to the Ghost Rider character in that book. Um, caps. You need to read Caps run right in. Oh, I have I have his too. I have Captain America's too. Yeah. yeah you need to read Caps? Run in if you get King and Black. I recommend that. Because Captain America is the number two for me. He's okay. the second guy that i follow. Any of them that have a symbiote Scream, for example. If they have a symbiote, if you don't want to get all the tie-ins like I did because I'm a lunatic, get <laughs> at least the symbiote tie-ins. Get Scream. Get all of them. Especially Screams, right? Um, the Avengers tie-in. Uh, Miles Actually, I will take that back as well. Get Miles too, right? This is huge for Miles as a character. Um, He also buries the hatchet with Eddie Brock as well in this run. Not even in this run, before King of Black even starts. Yeah. Um, And um, the Union. I I wanted that for Miles because that's like my main complaint with Miles. He Hmm. needs to grow. He needs to grow, grow out of Peter Parker's shell. Uh, you can also read the Union it's pretty cool it's British heroes I don't know much else about it it was I like the, the small run it's like four or five issues um, The Valkyries they save um, Century's soul in this so or that's what the quest is for I'm not gonna spoil it I don't remember exactly what happens in that um, Black Panthers good as well oh. As I said, okay, some one thing I do want to say about Venom, right? His books and events generate the coolest freaking cover art, okay? Say what you will about Gwen, but look at this. Yeah, that is yeah, amazing. That is cool. It's a cool cover, but I'm not just all that impressed with alternate reality spider people. I never was. But, oh, uh, right. Um, uh, this is where uh, Noel rips Century in half here. Mm-hmm. That's a big deal because, like we talked about, Century is kind of a Superman. Look at Eddie's movie. face. Yeah, I, like right I, off the bat. I did. never, I always remember that face when people talk about Century. I'm like, did you guys, like on TikTok lately, people were obsessing about Century again. I, I love Century. That character is pretty cool. I went and read some scans and stuff. Um, But look at Eddie's face in that panel on the bottom left of my brother's thing right there. (laughs) And Cap as well, like they just ripped Sentry in half. Like, they were counting on, like, they built the issue before this. They were building up, like, let's just get Sentry. Where's Bob? You know, that's that's basically what they were basically like. Sentry just shows up and rips him in half like he's a wet paper towel.
1: Yeah, it's amazing.
0: It's, it's, I actually like that. I actually like this. And I know it's weird. It's like, oh, Seth, you shouldn't be happy that a, that a character like that got ripped in pieces by an evil demon or an evil god. I like that because I know what they were trying to do with Null. They were trying to establish him as a threat. Yes. And Universal. To do that, yeah, what better way to do that than to take out someone like Sentry in Hyperion? And he infected the X-Men. <laughs> and they, he, they did all of that to solidify how serious this guy is so, so to your point like we talked about what last week with Spider-Man right X-Men's involvement they just kind of show up to things they either make it worse or they do very minimal that's that's all the X-Men do right so they show right, up like, to King and Black right they start off with oh here come the X-Men they start off looking like this yeah and then you know, you, you thumb through a little like bit. three pages later, they're already have symbiotes. Like, what it like when I saw Wolverine in the front, I'm like, really? How many pages till he gets captured? Like, it's the only person who does anything is Storm. That's it. That's it is Storm. Storm, Storm didn't even do much, she did really. a lot. She held off. She caused a big distraction uh, for Eddie, I believe. That was in 200. You had to read Venom 200 for that. Yeah, um, what, I was talking all- about, what I was talking about earlier, it's not the Marauders, it's the Thunderbolts. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That the makes Thunderbolts. Sense. Yep. Second issue, the X Men are Venomized. <laughs> See? Well, along yeah. with Cap there's cap there (laughs) well i think they did that to cap again to solidify the seriousness of noel that you would take i love what i love what they do with cap right they show him as just an unwavering symbol of hope even when he he was captured by noel you still get flashbacks into his mind that he's actually one of the only people fighting it off mentally he doesn't beat it he doesn't beat it but he does almost fight off noel mentally at one right. point. He, but then ultimately right. he gets captured by it. So right, I'm, I was talking about the Thunderbolts, that really funny thing. Um, it's yeah. led by Taskmaster. I don't know what his name, their names are. They're and really I, I low. Have, I didn't, I didn't get the back issues of the, the, the four, five and six of King and Black, but we see that to deal with, to finally put an end to all this, right? And we talked about this the last video. Venom gets the power cosmic. Venom gets the power cosmic. Spoilers. And just launches this guy into the sun and and just takes him out. You're skipping an epic moment here. He gets the power cosmic, right? And he's like, hey. And then Mjolnir flies to him. He catches Mjolnir. From Thor. Takes it. Okay? And then Silver Surfer's board fuses with it and then he takes the ebony blade from black knight and fuses that into a oh, battle I remember, axe. That. I remember that I was summing through that the other day. Yeah. That is Turned amazing. Axe, and he goes right at null. It, it it's it was awesome to see, you know, because I know about the power of cosmic. Okay. Yeah. The power of cosmic basically makes you into a god, which is why I keep telling people Spider-Man can beat the Flash and everyone else when he's when he's cosmic Spider-Man. And that's that goes with everyone though the, co- the power cosmic just makes you a god, and it it's I, Marvel's I, it's Marvel's oh we made this person too powerful we should probably just flip out the power cosmic now probably yeah <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> probably well okay so I figured out who's in the Thunderbolts I just took an issue out it is uh, Wilson Fisk or uh, Kingpin. Kingpin. I don't know why that escaped me. Kingpin hired this task force, right, to find the pieces of the sentry because he got ripped in half. Yeah. Um, it is Star, Taskmaster, Mr. Fear, and Batrock. Hmm. Juggernaut was supposed to be in it, but Juggernaut looked at this mission and goes, Yeah, I'm not dying, and left. <laughs> the first, second, the second or third page in the first <laughs> issue. He's like, Yeah, no. And well, just it just leaves. I don't like- I like that this King in Black used the Thunderbolts because the Thunderbolts haven't been relevant since the Civil War. And they started yeah. the Civil War. They're the whole reason why the whole thing started, because they were fighting some villain and a, a bus of kids or a school of kids end up getting ends up getting blown to smithereens. And that's what starts the Civil War. They haven't oh. been relevant since. So... And this this kind of brought him back to being a little bit more serious. So I appreciate that too. This, this King and black series kind of brought in some more obscure characters like black Knight, who mm-hmm. should be taken more serious. Um, they, they bring spider woman in. I believe from what I read was pretty good for her character as a whole. Uh, I don't know much about her. Yeah. Um, it was good for a lot of characters. It made miles more serious. Um, it made Sentry showed up. I mean, I'm just glad he showed up. He doesn't even have a, have an ongoing, he Century needs one, man. They got Moon yeah. Knight back. Why not bring Sentry back? Yeah, true. Um, true. Guardians appears. They have one or two issues. Uh, I thought I had that, and then I got rid of it because I didn't like the way... I didn't like the Guardians book that was, that was separate from this. I, I didn't like that, so I kind of just didn't follow the Guardians. I, after I found this odd because I know next to nothing about the Guardians. Um, I did read it. It was strange. Um, you had... You need you need to have read one through nine because it's book 10 in that run. Yeah. Um, you need to have read one through nine because there's some stuff that goes on in it that references whatever is going on in their plotline uh, was it would I recommend it for somebody who's wanting to read all of King and Black probably not um, Iron Man and Dr. Doom please God read this they saved Santa. <laughs> I like what they did with Iron Man bringing back the extremist armor. Um, Iron Man made the extremist armor to deal with problems like this. So when I saw Iron Man in issue one of King and Black, I'm like, oh, they're going to bring back extremists? Because that was like the last cool thing Iron Man did in his canon was the extremist armor. And he kind of used its influence to create a suit that was impervious to infection. So I thought that was awesome. Yeah. So it was... It's cool to see that. It's cool to see King and Black. not Not only was this good for Venom, but it was good for characters who needed to be made. relevant. Exactly, again. exactly. That's part of. That's one of the things I wanted to hit on. Uh, so here's the Thunderbolts thing. I really want to show that panel where Juggernaut's just like, "Yeah, no." I dare say. I dare say. Right. Or it's Rhino. It's not Juggernaut. It's Rhino. Uh, as you can see right here, Rhino shows up right there. Yeah. Okay, Rhino's there with the meeting with Fisk. Uh, He goes, question, how are we supposed to stop an alien invasion? If Fisk says, I have no idea. And then they're about to leave on, like, their mission. This is, like, the big team-up walkout scene. Yeah. There's all of them, Taskmaster at the front or whatever. And. Oh, who gets killed there? Who is that? Uh I don't know, she's some lizard lady. I don't know who she is. <laughs> Look, they walk out in the event, like the, the stuff has hit the fan, right? They walk out in the event, and then boom, <laughs> this dragon comes up, eats eats <laughs> the lizard lady in half, and then Taskmaster says, spread out. <laughs> like uh, and then they fight this Grendel. They call it a Grendel or whatever. And let's see. Yeah, next page. Rhino. What does he say? I'm leaving. He just <laughs> leaves. Rhino just walks away. It's you got to pick up Thunderbolts. But he ends up, Rhino ends up in the Sinister War right there on my poster. So I guess that's where he went. He went to deal with the sinister war. Yeah, but I don't know. Um, I dare say that without King and Black, Iron Man wouldn't have his ongoing right now. Iron Man number one launched a little bit after that, so it made Iron Man a little bit more relevant. Because does he talk? He did you an read ongoing. Iron Man one? What is it? Did you read that? Yeah. Does it talk about King and Black? Does he talk about it? Um, I read the first roughly eight issues and Tony Stark comes back from that event and he's but he basically decides to not be a philanthropist butthole anymore I think that event kind of freaked him out and kind of made him more humble so he talks about how he nearly he escaped death and he saw darkness and he's like I don't want to be a part of that anymore so he he gave up his seat as in Stark Industries. And he gave up his fancy car. He drives like a normal car now. And he made a less uh, snooty Iron Man suit. Like, it's back to his classic one. And it kind of humbled Tony Stark. He went on this big I'm, I'm sorry tour to, like, all the people that he treated bad through, through the first issues. Sounds like they're so. bringing him in line with MCU. Yeah. I'm okay with that, you know, cuz like I said, if that helps Iron Man move forward be- and become a more serious character, I'm all for it. I would have kept reading Iron Man if I just ran out of room on my on, on my pull list. Yeah, you know, I took him out because I was running out of space on my pull list because of all the Spider-Man events and the Venom events going on at the time. So, yeah, I, w- I would have kept reading it.
1: But so that's not have the
0: money. That's the whole King and Black Stack. It was a big it was a big storyline, but I just got Massive. But I got Captain America's, Spider-Man's, and Black Knights, and I have the main run because I didn't really care about those other characters because I just don't have the money or the time to keep up with all these at characters the time I, I had because we weren't yeah. I didn't pay for daycare at the time. And uh, yeah. it was before I had two kids. I only have one. <laughs> 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 so um uh we can't talk about um we can't just talk about king and black and not talk about what's going on afterward now so we it's a huge event for many characters mainly venom right um a yeah. good what, what it's done has solidified a spot for symbiotes in their own little as you said earlier, spot in the world. That's what I was going to get at after I talked about King of Black. Yep. If you like symbiotes and you're just now getting the comics and you're not already collecting them, that's mainly what a show is for. It's to talk about hot topics and get people into the hobby. You need to start reading Extreme Carnage because this essentially is a soft, I say soft, reboot for all of the characters who have any of the Venom offspring. And what do I mean by venom offspring? Carnage is a venom offspring. Scream toxin, Lasher, Phage. Uh, I guess I guess we could say Flash is symbiote now, technically. Anti venom. Yeah, anti venom. It's not really a venom offspring, if you will. It was a, it was a man made symbiote from uh, right alchemy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you could say the Life Foundation symbiotes, right? That would encompass yeah. Flash. Yeah. You need to read Extreme Carnage. Okay. Um and uh or... to clarify the new Extreme Carnage. There was an older Extreme yes, Carnage. The new three. one. 2021. Yeah. There was one in the 81. 80s where Spider-Man and Venom team up to stop Carnage. That happened in the 80s. Yeah. He's talking about the new one that, that just start that just so, ended. Venom Carnage dot. spoiler. Spoiler. Carnage gets killed in absolute Carnage at the end of it. Cletus is gone, Carnage is gone. Um, he kind of shows up again in King and Black, but it's not really him. It's his hide version. So it's like a, a copy. So he shows up and he's gone, right? They, you know, he's gone for good. They, He doesn't ever come back to the rest of King and Black. Well, this is, uh, where Extreme Carnage starts with Flash, uh, Agent Venom or Anti-Venom, whatever you want to call it. Carnage is coming back again. He's like the cockroach of Marvel, but I think I'll, I'll get to this in a minute. Remind me I had a good overall point about Carnage. Um, they deal with Scream and Flash the most. I would, I would classify this mini run of eight issues as Scream and Flash doing stuff with other symbiotes. Um, <laughs> the other symbiotes show up essentially, so there's uh, flash or anti venom scream and toxin are like the good guys in this, right? And the other symbiotes are the bad ones you got phage, um, agony and lasher. So right? the ones that sound evil, <laughs> yes. Um, well, to- I-, I thought toxin was a bad guy, but he's not. Um, anyways, toxin's funny, I like toxin, um, but uh. This run is great. It really carves out a niche in the um, for the symbiotes. It's good world building for them to have their own sh- stick. Yeah, right. That's what I thought was awesome about where Marvel's going. You know, Marvel has introduced the symbiotes as their own thing now. They're not just villains for Spider-Man anymore. They started out that way because there was only two with, mm-hmm. with Carnage and Venom, but then now they've kind of built this little corner in the Marvel universe for them, which is great because it adds some more characters for people to get into and it adds some more storytelling. So yeah. I, I like the idea. I do. And like I said before, as good as a rogues gallery that Spider-Man has, he doesn't really need them. He doesn't really need them. So why not take them and make them their own thing? I think it's been good for Spider-Man.
1: It's it made been. room
0: for some other villains or other characters to come up. I'll also tell you, I think, every, and to your point, I think the reason why Mister Negative is as big as he is is because Venom's gone. I love Mister Negative. We talked about that last week. Um, yeah, I thought that um, was fantastic for them to do. Right, and it's it, it's awesome for them, you know, because, and also I have to say that if Spider-Man didn't meet Venom as a grown adult, Venom probably would have beaten him. He probably would have right. killed him. But he, Peter Parker met him as an adult in the books, which is why I think he was able to take care of him. He was a lot smarter, a lot more experienced in battle. He was a lot more edgy, Spider-Man was at the time. So it was, if he didn't meet Venom as an adult, he probably wouldn't have survived. So that's why I think this fight may not be as great as I want it to be with Holland because Holland's teenage Spider-Man at the moment. We don't know what's going to happen in No Way Home. Yeah. But at the moment, he's vastly inexperienced and Venom would rip him to shreds. Absolutely would rip him to shreds. All right, so I want to end our Venom talk and then get into our uh, staple state segments in just a second. I want to end the Venom talk with um, Marvel made it canon that Venom is going to be the end all be all for heroes. He is the most powerful person at the end of time. In Venom the End, I don't know if you read it, No, but I I read a little synopsis. Venom the End is the, if if you want a huge synopsis on how strong the relationship between the symbiote and Eddie are, the symbiote harvests other heroes through other timelines to keep Eddie alive for Mm. thousands of years. Wow. The side effect of this is ultimately the symbiote fails and mourns and disappears for a while. But the side effect is that Venom has all the powers of all these dozens and hundreds of heroes throughout time. Eventually he has to lead a war against sentient machines that are taking over and destroying life and symbiotes need life. So essentially it's a war on symbiotes too. Yeah. He create, he ultimately, this is spoilers. All right, pause for a second. There's spoilers for Venom the end. It's one issue if you haven't read it. Go find yeah, it. Yeah, they there the, Marvel did a few the end books. There was one for Cap, I don't think they did Iron one Man. For Spider-Man. I don't know. I know they did Venom, Iron Man and Cap. That's the only three I can ever remember. But spoilers, they he puts away, he puts down the machines and recreates life through nanotech. That he yep. learned from Tony. And yep. he references other abilities he got from other heroes as well in this book. It is fantastic. And it is sad. Because even at the end, he's created life and he still says, I still cannot bring Eddie back. Mm, that's very sad. I'm telling you, man, like the biggest draw for me for Venom, right? is not because he's one of the dark, edgy characters like Batman that I read. He's the underdog, and they just have a relationship that just cannot be messed with. And that's what that's the only good thing about Let There Be Carnage. I'm not going to spoil the movie because it's still new. That is the best part of that movie is their relationship. And I understand what you're talking about because at least at least Peter Parker and Mary Jane are a little bit of that. Like, and the reason why I say that is because No, it's very much similar. Yeah, Mary. Marvel took Mary Jane out of out of Spider-Man comic books for years. They had they Marvel got it in their heads as Spider-Man was less relatable if he was grown up and with Mary Jane. So they took her out and it just felt like something was missing. It just felt like Spider-Man's character was just stagnant because without Mary Jane, what reason does he have to be Spider-Man? Really? Really? Yeah. Because yeah. You, you could throw a, a great power because great responsibility thing, whatever. But that would get old if there was no one that he that he that was close to him that he wanted to protect too, and you can see that. Like if you go read Dan Slott's whole run, or um, you go read the uh, 600 issues when Brand New Day happened, that just doesn't feel right. It just it just does. That feels like something's missing. And when Mary Jane is involved in the story, you see Peter Parker grow and be pushed a lot more. And you see that dynamic because Mary Jane is his rock. When he struggles, Mary Jane lifts him up. When his head is dark, when he's in a dark spot in his head, Mary Jane gets him out of it. Mary mm-hmm. Jane is the whole reason why he puts on the suit now. And, and she's the only reason that he hasn't dabbled into a dark mindset and become a villain. I mean, that, that she's the only thing standing between him and a bad day. And yeah. that's just, it's beautiful to see that relationship because it adds so much depth to the story It adds depth to Peter Parker and it adds depth to Spider-Man's adventures. And that's what the symbiote and Eddie share is that they have this relationship that was built on hate and it's turned into, you know, love and experience and compassion. And they really can't go on without each other because it just feels like something's missing because without each other, they have no reason to fight really. I have a feeling that's going to get pushed really hard because, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Venom number one, the, the new run here, just for a second, just for a couple minutes um, in regards to uh, yeah, their relationship. Eddie has entrusted the symbiote to his son, Dylan, but specifically told him not to bond with it. And now through, it's so, I still don't know how to explain this. I've rewatched comics, explain, talk about it. I reread the issue he dies in that issue. Eddie does at the same time that he's kind of like time traveling, sort of right here at the top, right there. Don't bond with the symbiote. Yeah. But as you see, Dylan's already done it. Yeah. (laughs) So. Yeah. Meanwhile, Eddie's out being a space God. Yeah. I did read that. The only reason you can tell which symbiote Eddie's controlling that the white spider thing is on it just for artistic purposes so you know which one Eddie's controlling. That's literally the only reason. Um, right. Which, small minor point, this will be the last talk about Venom, right? His chest symbol now has nothing to do with Spider-Man. It is all related to Null now. Yeah. Have you noticed? Yeah, I noticed Go so. back to that panel with Dylan, right? It looks more closer to Null's symbol now than it does even to a spider. Yeah, I think the best picture of that is when... Oh, the helicopter. Them. Where he blew up the helicopter yeah. and he's all sprawled out. Yeah, that's that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, right here. See? It's yeah. closer to null symbol now. Yep, sure is. Which, all honestly, right. might be a good thing for the growth of the character. But yeah, like he's talking about, Venom ends up dying and going to this guy called the Gardener. You need to watch. Okay, I'm, I will plug it up in the video up there in the top right or something. Uh, go watch Comics Explain. He talks about who that guy is and where potentially Eddie is. It's some old obscure reference that they're bringing back, right? So the, the garden, I think, is what it's called or something. Yeah. Um, definitely check out Comics Explained Theory here on YouTube. I'm going to put the link up there. I think I can put the link to the direct video I'm talking about. I'll see. I'm learning YouTube still. Regardless, you can just go to Comments explain page and type Search Venom and you can find you can listen to all of King and Black. All of it. It's like yep. 16 hours long, but you can listen to all of it. I've I'm already sure listened to all of it. I'm sure he's got the past Venom events too, like uh, Absolute Carnage. That's and where it Venom. starts. It starts yeah. at Venom number one and goes all the way through King and Black even all the tie-ins so you get weapon h um all that stuff and absolute carnage and everything um so pull list i was unable to get mine this week but it is only the incredible hulk new run with donny cates who just did king of black so i'm sure it's going to be great uh i don't think i got anything else let me check i can check comic keeps let me check By the way, if you're new to comics or you collect comics and don't know about this website, be sure to check out LeagueOfComicGeeks.com. You can make your... um, You can follow your list for free. You can track your pull list, how much you're going to spend. Yeah, that's the only book I had this week. was Hulk number one. Next week, I'm supposed to have Daredevil. There's a Batman annual. And Venom number two. Is he bi-weekly now? Who, Venom? He's bi-weekly now. I think he is. That's probably the best thing to do, honestly, with, with what they're doing with Spider-Man. Insane! Making Spider-Man a pal.
1: No he's, not bi-
0: no, he's not bi-weekly. November 10th was Venom number one. Wait, no, that's not when it actually came out. This date's not correct. It got pushed, right? It just came out last week. We just talked about it on the Spider-Man episode, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it came out last week the uh 24th yeah i'm just not reading it though no, it didn't okay. the 17th that's what i'm talking about i'm talking about the 17th it came out the 17th um so i don't know if he's bi-weekly or not let's see comic geeks according to comic geeks number two comes out december 1st so this wednesday let's see if there's another one no the 22nd so he's bi-monthly not bi-weekly gotcha yeah yeah my pull list uh i got venom number one obviously that i I just read it i know it's like a week old but i like it and i i liked it it was good for developing dylan as the new host of of venom definitely Um, that really excites me because it adds a new generation to venom and maybe adds new abilities to venom because like you said, the venom symbiote keeps abilities that he picked up from other heroes. So I'm excited to see where that leads us with, with Dylan. Um, I'm also kind of curious to see who this Merdias guy is in the garden. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm really curious about that. Cause he looks, I think he's new. I haven't heard of him before. So I'm kind of excited about that. Um, I also just read, dark ages um later uh, earlier this evening actually and that's this is number three and i'm gonna post my review on it tomorrow i love that book because it basically is a book that takes place in the future with no technology and apocalypse here who's kind of the bad guy in this story has found a way to create electricity using magneto he's kidnapped magneto and spoilers for this book in case you're reading it. but some stuff happens like uh, Kilgrave is working for Apocalypse 2 and Kilgrave ends up possessing Quicksilver and Quicksilver attacks uh, Spider-Man and Jean Gray and all the good guys basically because when technology went out, the heroes decided to create multiple tribes that are guarded by the telepaths of Marvel, whether it be uh, Dr. Doom has one, Black Panther has one, and Jean Grey has one. And yeah, Quicksilver goes crazy. He kills Human Torch because he's possessed by Kilgrave. And he like, I thought this was pretty violent for Marvel, but snaps some chick's neck right here at super speed. And if it wasn't for. Is that Spider-Man, one of the Maladre? That's yeah. one of the Maladre, right? Yeah, just snapped it. Hey! Yeah. And we see if it was Spider Man and Gene Grey kind of work together. That's you know, got to be a huge loss in the Dark Age arc to lose Human Torch, right? Because that's yeah. a source of endless fire. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it took Spider Man and uh, Phoenix to team up to stop him and kind of stop him from being mind controlled. But obviously the damage was already done and there's this really sad moment where Human Torch just burns out and um, Invisible Woman's just holding him while he does it. Mm-hmm. It's so sad, right? This this woman has gone through enough. Invisible Woman in this arc thinks that Mr. Fantastic is dead and she thinks that um, her, her kids are, are dead and she just lost Human Torch. And the thing is nowhere to be seen. So she's had a really rough thing. Got like smacked down in the center of the earth, right? Yeah. By the whatever. And we, but we also figure out here through Quicksilver's information, because Quicksilver went to figure out where Tony Stark went. See, Tony Stark was making weapons and kind of making, kind of rebuilding society. And Tony Stark got kidnapped by um, Apocalypse and his team, Doc Ock and uh, Kilgrave. And they are going. They're, they were trying to save Tony Stark because he's being kidnapped right now. They're making him work with Magneto to recreate the world ender that they killed, which is the whole reason why technology is out. Technology is, is is destroyed because they killed the world ender. And it kind of destroyed all the technology. And they're trying to bring him back, basically the bad guys are. And we figure out here that invisible woman learns from Quicksilver that Mr. Fantastic is alive. So she just lost Human Torch and she figures out that Mr. Fantastic, her husband, is working for the bad guys. And we also figure out that Apocalypse has his own venom. And notice what that venom says. That venom says right here, we are ready to hunt. So I think that's Craven. Oh, definitely. That's gotta be Craven. I don't know who it is. They look at really... look at the stuff behind his head that looks like his jacket thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm starting to think that's a venomized craven. But if they go that route, they have to explain how he got it. Where's so, Eddie? <laughs> yeah, where is Eddie? They, we haven't explained that either. But I like this because we see an older Peter Parker. He's got, like, yep. white in his hair, but he's intelligent. He's incredibly intelligent. And he's actually part of the strike force that's going after Tony's Tony Stark to try and save him. And I just like all the character designs in here. Like, yep. X-23 is the Wolverine in here, and I like her look. It's really cool looking. There's a very classic colors, the blue and yellow. Yeah, I like it. So so we can get off here at a normal, time, decent time for you. There's one thing I wanted to talk to you about. I rewatched Homecoming twice this weekend. Mm -hmm. And I just want to talk about this small piece of information that could impact No Way Home. Mm-hmm. I do want to have another discussion. We I don't know. We'll come up with something about I have some new points on Holland Spidey. Okay. But that, I don't want to get into that. That's a whole nother show. Maybe we'll do a No Way Home part two next week. Anyways, I have a theory about No Way Home that just want to take a few minutes to discuss with you. So you saw on the trailer lizard getting punched, right? Yep. They hinted at Miles in Homecoming. Miles can turn invisible. Yeah, true. I didn't think about that. I didn't think about that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, they wouldn't have to edit anything, right? Like, and Lizard can smell. So I'm sure that would be the most reasonable reason why Lizard is fighting Miles, if it is Miles. It makes they, sense. They said they were revealing a new character, a pretty pivotal character in this movie. Why not Miles? Why not? They and hinted at I, him. It's perfect. I agree that. And it's a you, multiverse event. You mentioned a key word there. <laughs> you mentioned a key word there. You said pivotal, right? We can mm-hmm. both agree that McGuire and Garfield, as legendary as they are, will not be pivotal for the MCU moving forward. They're not. No. No. So that's why Miles I don't think they're in sense. it. Miles makes more sense, especially after the fact that Holland said maybe it is time for Miles. They could continue that just a few recently, and but it's not up to him, it's the his contract is up, yeah. So, yeah, it is. Um, I think it's miles. I'm I'm I'd be fine with it. I mean, it's an actual trajectory of where we're going, it makes more sense the more you think about it. Like, really chew on this, like the little bit before you go to bed on miles, right go back and watch homecoming i know you have issues with holland but go back and watch all of homecoming so that way next week when i talk about it you're not completely unprepared i don't think i'm going to bring up far from home or far from home yet i'm just going to talk homecoming that's i think it's miles i think toby and garfield if they're in it it's going to be something small he's won the fight or whatever they help him up and then you know they talk about responsibility or something whatever um uh, I think it's Miles, man. I'm telling you. Well, the only the only question I have then would be, what happens to Defoe and Doc Ock? They're not in that final scene. So what happens? I think so that, that was my theory. My theory that if it wasn't the Spider-Man, it was Doc Ock and Green Goblin. But to but to other people's points that I brought this up to, why would they need to edit that out if it was them? Because they've already revealed them. That's why yeah. I don't think it's them. Yeah. I think it's mm-hmm. Miles. And I'm going to be honest with you. If another Spider Man shows up, I don't think it's going to be Garfield. Really? I think Toby is going to be the only other one that shows up, unless it's Miles. I think it's going to be Toby and Miles. Toby's going to play the older Spider Man, like from the Spider Verse animated thing. And you got Miles. And then Tom is going to be like, our six one six Spider Man, you know what I mean? I mean, I guess he's not kind of he's not really anywhere close I, I, to six one six Spidey. I, I just use that as a term as like he's our Spider Man and our right. real reality, yeah. like our gotcha. world we live in right now. Gotcha, right? Um, I'd be okay with that. I'd be okay with that because I do think people want to see more Spider Man, and I'm not sure if Holland wants to be. Be more Spider Man, honestly. I'm not sure if Holland wants to do it anymore. I think, I think, it, I think that's mainly because of the toxicity between Disney and Sony. They're kind of fighting over Spider Man like two kids fighting over an action figure, you know, like, and I think that's starting to get to Holland. Here's the thing I, I you know, I'm obviously not a high end business tycoon or whatever, but like, Spider Man makes so much money. What does yep. it matter what the split is? If you're getting 20% of a billion dollars, uh, it's still a lot of money, <laughs> like, yeah. I just, I just make Spider Man put him in stuff. People want to see him, people want to see Spider Man talk to Ryan Reynolds Deadpool, they want to see yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Like, just give it to me, please, <laughs> right? And like, people want to see Tom Hardy fight Holland, yeah. I don't think Holland Holland's- is going anywhere. I, I want to see it. I want to see that fight do the comic book fights justice. That's what I'm scared about because some of those fights were awesome in the books with the whole venom Island thing and their first fight in three Oh one and 300. It was, that's hard I would to love for their first movie. Right. Cause obviously the movies kind of have to move a little bit quicker with some of the plots. They don't have a year to build up King and black, right? They have yeah. an hour and a half to two hours. Right. Right. I would maybe two and a half. I would love for the first time Tom or whoever Spider-Man is and Tom Hardy's Venom. I would love it to be like a Venom Island movie where at the end like they fight it off. They're on the island. They deal with the stuff and then they get off of it and then let's say Cletus is back at the end of it. Like you just see the Carnage symbiote forming at the post credit scene or something that would be perfect or some sort of like I don't know something like, well, we got toxin. There was a. Uh, there was I know a book. The, well they there already was, have scream sort of, right. There was a book where Spider-Man and Venom teamed up to fight Car- uh, to fight toxin. I don't remember what book it was. I'm not sure if it's canon, but I liked it because the art was different, but I liked it. Mm-hmm. You can do that. You can do that because we already have toxin near That's... the end. See, yeah, see, that's weird to me because, like, I thought Toxin, like, in the comic books right now, Toxin's good, yeah. So, and the character in the movie is accurate with the book, and he's a good guy, so maybe, maybe he's not the villain, yeah. Which all more, which would all, which would all the more kind of confirm that whoever's in charge of the hive is the next big bad for Venom, and it might be null. As weird as that is, because null's relatively new, but who else would be in charge of the hive? Like, I mean, and the Venom symbiote was tra- starting to talk about it, right? Yep. Yeah. And we don't know, yeah. we don't know how Tom or Venom is going to meet T- Tom Holland, right? We don't know if it's because of Doctor Strange or we don't know if it's because of Loki. What, whichever one you're going with, right? I still don't know how they're going to meet. I don't. I think the only reason I think it's strange. Here's why there's only been one other venom symbiote that is canon to MCU. Yeah. You see where I'm going with this? When he reaches out to the hive at the same time, Dr. Strange casts that spell, there's only one other venom symbiote that exists at that time that would have pulled him into that universe anyways i'm saying that's 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 my spiel of how i think venom meets tom holland or if it whoever takes it up right but the small nugget i'm gonna wrap it up up here i think it's miles nobody is suspecting it i've i've not seen anybody say you know what i think it's miles Mm. no nobody has said that You're you're right i'm sure people have but i haven't seen it i didn't think about that invisibility thing you're right it could be. Could be. Miles and Peter could take on all, all of them. Yeah. Yeah. They could. Especially Electro. Like Miles is made to fight Electro. Yeah. I just, I'm so, I, I don't know. People also think that it's going to be Ghost Rider or a Fantastic Four person. I like, I don't, it's not going to be Ghost Rider. Get that out of there right now. It's not going to be would, Ghost no. Rider. No. no. Nope. Nope. I don't think Ghost Rider is going to nope. happen. If, if, it, if Ghost Rider happens, it's going to be in Doctor Strange multiverse into madness. That's where you're going to see Doctor, or, uh, Ghost Rider. Yeah. Yeah. My predictions is it's either uh, we're going to see somebody we've already seen in the MCU that's smaller show up, like maybe Ant-Man. Um, and it's going to be Miles. I guarantee it's Miles and Tom. And then uh, Toby will show up at some point. I don't think Garfield's in it. Don't think Garfield's in it. I mean, he said like five times he's not in it. I believe him. I'll be honest with you. The guy's just trying to promote his latest movie, and people won't stop badgering him if he's in it. Like, I don't think he's in it. I yeah. don't. He could not be. I. If there is another Spidey, it's going to be Miles or Toby. Yeah, probably. They... It makes so much sense when you watch and, Homecoming again and you watch the scene that he references his nephew. It's miles, man. And, and I'm, and someone said, te- someone asked me once, would I ever be okay with Peter Parker retiring? Like comic books across all kinds of media, if he was just gone from the Spider Man mythos, I'd be like, one condition. I have one condition. I'd be okay with Peter Parker retiring if and only if they give him his happy ending with Mary Jane let him walk off into the sunset with like Mary Jane Watson and then let Miles take over that is the only way i'd be okay with retiring peter parker yeah it doesn't need to if somebody else is going to take the mantle it has to be miles it has to be there's nobody else people are like oh will ben riley oh, ben riley ben riley has gotten dog walked this entire new atrocious god awful run so far Ben Riley's has gotten dog walked by everyone and when Mm -hmm. you get dog walked by Morbius you can't be taken seriously anymore that's just fact he's not good he can't do it he clearly can't do it and Miles is the only natural option that's why I'd, I'd be okay with Peter with Peter Parker retiring, if you give him the life he always wanted, and let him marry Mary Jane and walk off into the sunset, and maybe let him be that guy who sits in his rocking chair that and Miles comes by to get advice from. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Let him let him be that, and let Miles be let Miles take over. That's the only way I'm okay with retiring Peter Parker. Yeah. So I, maybe you're right. Maybe it, we're in the national that's his national trajectory right now. Miles is getting hotter and hotter with the games and the spider-verse movies it just Why makes not, sense he's yeah. in spider-man 2 uh they pushed him hard in absolute carnage and in king and black they uh you know changed a lot you know he doesn't fight with venom anymore he's i don't i'm telling you man go watch homecoming again and then watch you know the far from home tra- or the no way home trailers like it makes sense yeah it does it really does I don't know that there's three people in that scene, that infamous scene in the trailer they're talking about. I think it's just Miles and Tom Holland. Could be. It really could be. I know know what next week's episode is going to be. I want to talk about, because we already hinted at it here, and it seems like a good topic, smaller characters or characters that are old and are coming back, right? Yeah. So I think next week we should talk Black Knight, Moon Knight, century all those people black panther he's on my pull list and he's just now getting taken serious from the movie that number one just came out i I think i love it so tune in next week i think that's that's what we're gonna do we're gonna talk about some smaller characters um we're gonna get some dc involved in this too uh yeah absolutely i'll talk about some uh some batman stuff next week so we'll kind of split that episode in half um I'll start it off some, with. I got some DC characters on that list of small characters I want to see come back. So, yeah. All right. So, um, I'm Ark Zombie. You can find me on Twitter and YouTube and TikTok. And that's it. Uh, just and uh, Arc Zombie. I'm Garan. That's my name and Elvin. And I'm on TikTok, Instagram, and uh, on YouTube. I got to catch my YouTube page up though. But I'm yeah. on TikTok and Instagram also. And I, I do comic book reviews, video game reviews, and Marvel movie reviews, DC movie reviews, et cetera. Yeah. If you want to interact with us live, I do live stream these um, every Sunday around nine, nine thirty PM. Eastern time on Twitch. Again, my arc zombie tag for now, when we pick up some traction, I'll make our own page for the show. Um, we're also on Spotify. You can just search 9.8 nearly mint. You can listen to us on Spotify um, and listen to us on the go. We're working yep. on getting... You can also search Google Podcast for us and it'll send awesome. you to Spotify. Um, yep. I'm working on getting us out there as much as we can. So thanks for watching and listening. If you have any input, leave comments, like, subscribe, all the things. Thanks for tuning in, guys. See you Later.